0: I never look back. Like I love, I have like friends in Vallejo too, still to this day. But like, I love it. I hear it way too much, and uh, yeah, attribute that love from my parents' love for it.
1: That was comedian Mike Evans Jr. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Mike is a funny guy. In this podcast, he tells the story of his life starting with his parents, both of whom were born and raised in the city. Mike and his sisters grew up in Diamond Heights, but the family moved to Vallejo when he was young. Mike ended up at Leadership High School, and by that time, was playing sports and doing a lot of performing, all of which he discusses in the podcast. Here's Mike.
0: All my grandparents, actually, they're from the South. So they're from the South and came out to San Francisco. I'm not sh- specifically sure why, other than to one day create me. But yes, they, uh, that they was came that would be intent. <laughs> Do you know where in the South? Yeah, so my grandma on my mom's side is from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. And um, uh, my grandma on my dad's side is from... Uh, actually, she was born in Barbados and then moved to San Francisco. I know nothing really about the Barbade, the Barbados side of it, and I wish I did, I wish I knew more about it. Like you got time to, to learn that,
1: yeah, right? and to definitely.
0: maybe go there. Yeah. Every time I tell somebody, they're like, "Oh, Rihanna." I'm like, "Yes, that could be a cousin <laughs> uh, or somebody, sure. you know, if it's possible." But um, yeah, and then uh, my dad's dad is from Texas, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of honestly, a lot of black people from who live. In and around the Bay Area, we all have family from the South and specifically Texas. Texas always comes up in like, a lot of conversations I have with people.
1: I so. agree with you 100%, and that rings um, kind of true for me. I'm from Texas as well, oh, yeah. um, and I migrated, but it's a totally different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know where in Texas? I'm always curious about uh, that. No. Okay. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to guess like East. Yeah. I'm going to guess like not. Um, well, anyway, I, <laughs> no, I, I get real real specific, but this isn't storied Texas. This yeah. is storied San Francisco. No, really. So um, you said you you said you aren't quite sure other than eventually mm-hmm. um, creating you and putting putting you on this earth
0: what brought some yeah. of your grandparents. Mm.
1: But both sets of grandparents came to San Francisco?
0: Yeah, both sets of grandparents came to San Francisco and uh, moved to the Filmore District and raised my parents. And I'd say like most of my love for San Francisco comes from – my parents love for San Francisco, really it's like they uh, they love it a lot um, yeah let's hear their story then yeah they're both like, raised uh, in, in the Fillmore. my dad was raised pretty much on uh, I want to say fell Street okay. but um yeah, pretty much my dad was raised in the Fillmore. my mom was raised like in the hate area, mm-hmm. and it's just like really cool. Like probably two of the coolest uh, neighborhoods in the city <laughs> to yeah. meet each other, and yeah. um, especially in the day, just from what I hear. Yeah, I yeah, mean, especially back in the day. Like, yeah. literally, like Fillmore Street was. You know, my dad's a huge music fan, huge uh, jazz fan, mm-hmm. and so um, they have all these stories about like different clubs back in the day. I used to get my haircut at the uh, New Chicago Barbershop, which oh, yeah, is on yeah. Well, yeah, on Divis. Yeah, uh, well, on no, actually, that's the newest one. Oh, the, this right, one, right, there right there was one on Fillmore pretty, pretty close to Gary. Yes. And um, it closed down recently, but I got my haircut there as a kid, and my dad got his haircut there when he was a kid. And they used to, it, unfortunately, it closed down, but there used to be, like, all these pictures of, like, all these like famous black people getting their hair cut there, and like from like Willie Brown to like Barry. Bo- well, Barry Brown doesn't have hair. Well, like, different, uh, different, <laughs> different. Someone had to shave that. Shit. Yeah, some, somebody. <laughs> that shit is very clean. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's like sparkly. Maybe a couple so, times a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A couple times. After lunch, all right. Bring in the yeah. Bring in the wax. No, but uh, but yeah. And no, I was a classic spot, and um, yeah, my my parents love the city. They. Uh, my dad went to poly polytechnic high yeah. school yeah. and um that school it used to be across the street from Keysar stadium mm-hmm. now they're like you know new housing departments and i think the the gym itself is still there like if you look at if you look at like the housings the housing um apartments right across you from Kezar it's like it's like exercise facility random buildings no you know housing buildings and then another like old looking building and it's like If you look at it, you're like, this definitely used used to be be a high school, you know? Totally. I think
1: one of them is like a, um, I don't know if it's a school for it or if it's just like something, but it's like trapeze arts.
0: Trapeze, wow. Yeah,
1: Yeah, like they do, like you can go do circus shit
0: there. I did not know that at all. I I don't know if it's like
1: a school or if it's just like,
0: yay, let's just just hang hang out.
1: (laughs) Probably pay a lot of money and do some definitely I'd rather watch but anyway that's yeah but yeah. I know what you mean those buildings mm-hmm. I, like I, I see them all the time and I'm like yeah oh that that's used to be a school yeah and that school's got a lot of history definitely. it's another thing that keeps coming up on our podcast a lot of <laughs> folks mm-hmm. especially who grew up in the film and the hate yeah. and mm-hmm. ended up going to Cal Poly or to, not to Cal Poly, Poly excuse me but to Poly, Poly High School yeah um do you know anything yeah. more about just your parents mm-hmm. growing up do you know uh, you know about your mom's
0: uh, right. uh, young yeah. age, yeah. My mom went to Washington High, okay. and uh, and she had a really good time there. Uh, they both kind of grew up like pretty like poor, uh, pretty much in the Fillmore. They both had a, a lot of siblings, and so kind of mm. had to like grow up pretty quickly. Um, yeah, my parents they both went to college, but my mom uh finished college because my dad uh helped her financially. He was okay. just like, so you know, I'm gonna pay for you to finish school and it was like one of the most romantic things I've ever heard in my entire That's life because awesome. like I I couldn't do that for anybody yeah at, at what I think he was like 20 maybe 24 when he did that for my mom which is yeah. like insane I'm like what am I doing financially where I can't afford my own school totally. let alone somebody else's but um do you know how they yeah. met uh I think they were just like friends of schools. friends okay. yeah. friends like- of friends they we used to bump into each other at the same like candy store all the time it sounds like a like a classic movie but yeah. i know it sounds yeah. like it's from like the 1700s yeah <laughs> More candy like store. remember
1: those 1970s or 80s or so that they met yeah. probably they
0: like got married in like 44 years ago I, I i just know the number oh. i don't know the year but they um that's late 70s yeah yeah I think in the 70s definitely okay yeah pretty much right after they graduated high school and so
1: Wow, and where did they go to college?
0: Oh, mom went to uh, Lone Mountain, and my dad went to uh, City College for a little bit. But uh, Lone Mountain is now um, USF, and it was like an all-girls school at the time. Yeah, it was just, it was it was pretty dope. I live uh, right over there, and in fact, when people
1: um, ask me, like you know, what neighborhood I live in, mm. sometimes I'll say it depends on the person, but I'll say Lone Mountain. Lone mountain. Yeah. Some people get it, and I'm like, well, it, that's the, it's right there. That's yeah. the mountain. It's by itself. It's, it's, it's Lone. definitely <laughs> <a> mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um okay cool and so so they they met and it sounds like they were they went to college and mm-hmm. when did they they got married after that or
0: yeah they I mean, sorry after that's the, a
1: big assumption that they're married yeah oh yeah no, By the way, are, definitely are. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah married together for yeah about 44 40 years. years yeah which is Damn. insane to think about like honestly like divorce rates and you know of course in the united states specifically like I definitely didn't realize how lucky I was to have parents that were still together until, like, maybe high school. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, this is very uncommon, mm-hmm. honestly. like,
1: But you didn't mm-hmm. notice that it was weird because it's just your reality, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. do exactly. So you told me your age, and now you told me how long your parents have been together. They were together
0: for a while. Do you have yeah. siblings? I do. Okay, yes. I have two older siblings. So One they
1: got is, married and then had some kids. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely. Yeah, Sorry, go yeah. they got
0: married, then had some kids. They had uh, my oldest sister, Shannon, and uh, middle sister, Andrea, and then me. Uh, they had me when they were like in their 40s, which was pretty, like, pretty fun for for them, <laughs> right? No, right. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. But they like. <laughs> so my, my birthday is January 1st, and oh, shit. my mom always complains. She was just like, I could have had a really fun time <laughs> if it wasn't for you. Like, like it's not my fault. I, I wasn't. <laughs> You know, but, um, but yeah, yeah. So they were, um, my family pretty much raised my two older sisters in uh, Diamond Heights area. Okay. Uh, Pretty much like up the hill from, from Glen Park Rec Center, right over there. Yeah, yeah. And then when I was born, uh, that's pretty much where I was for the first six years of my life. And then uh, we moved to Vallejo. But uh, in the first grade, yeah, I moved to Vallejo in the first grade, but we still commuted every day because my parents still worked in San Francisco. So, okay. from about first grade through, like, sophomore year of college, I was commuting all the time from Vallejo to San Francisco for school. Like, uh, which I thought was, I was interesting because, like, um, you know, at that age, when you're seven years old, your life isn't dramatically changing if you just go to a different school in a different city, right? right. But um I love the city so much my parents being raised in the city they're like we know where the you know dangerous spots are we know the bus lines like we want to we want you to have you know a childhood or you know education in San Francisco so mm-hmm. yeah and I never look back like I love I have like friends in Vallejo too still to this day but like I love it I hear way too much and uh, yeah attribute that love my parents lived for it right yeah Yeah. it was like uh it was handed
1: down definitely to you were you born in the city or yeah yeah do you know what hospital
0: uh ucsf hospital yep okay Mm -hmm. i was born smart it was crazy like yeah Yeah, okay Mm -hmm.
1: awesome Mm -hmm. up on a hill rad okay so i'm just i'm just like kind of like shifting from like it being your parents story to to it being your story um so they had their third kid are your sisters like a lot older than you
0: or yeah uh eleven years and seven years, and then so, yeah, it's a pretty big age gap between, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I was definitely the baby f- for majority of the time, which like uh makes it interesting doing stand up, you know, no one wants to hear baby Michael talk about <laughs> certain things on stage, yeah, so
1: yeah, um so okay, so so you were born and they and they lived, they continued to live in like Diamond Heights for another few years, do you know what? kind of necessitated or brought on that move to Vallejo uh it was really being just, born and raised and yeah. stuff and started and now they have their third kid and they're like we're yeah gonna,
0: we're gonna pretty skip. much this yeah family is getting bigger they uh sisters are getting older I was getting older and they were just like this house is not you know big enough but like in retrospect they're all just like damn I wish I figured out a way to stay in San Francisco because in 2001 when we moved it was like um like, traffic to Vallejo to here was, like, 30 minutes, like, if mm-hmm. that. It was so quick because yeah. Vallejo is only, like, what, 28 miles away from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But now, and, you know, over the years, at its worst, it's, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive from um, from Vallejo to San Francisco during rush hour and two-and-a-half hours back home during rush hour. And it's Dang. just, like, two-and-a-half hours when you're driving very far makes sense. But to drive right. 28 miles in two-and-a-half hours, it's just it's draining. You're, like, exhausted and, like... I didn't want to do homework. My parents, you know, obviously didn't want to cook, but they still did. Obviously, I still had to do it too. But like, I it was, it was a trip, and it's funny. I'm complaining about it now, even though I was like sleeping in the car for the vast majority <laughs> of the time. Right. You know, but, like it was literally a sweet
1: ride for you. you yeah, you didn't care like, ah, as a kid. But that's like dope. fucking yeah. five hours out of every day. Five hours a day, man. Jesus. But they kept doing yeah. it because mm-hmm. they worked here. And did you say, did you say you kept mm-hmm. going to school here? Yeah. Or Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. kind of, I mean. Vallejo is not that far, but you never like you never lost that connection. Did you keep going to school here or?
0: Yeah, yeah. So after I went to Lakeshore Elementary School, Hoover Middle School, and then went to um, went to leadership for was a leadership during freshman year of high school. I went to Lincoln High School for like. A semester, and then they were like, "Oh, you live in Vallejo. You can't go to school here." Oh shit! You got and, busted. Yeah, it was fucked. It was Dang. fucked up. It was horrible. Like there was a kid next to me that was failing who lived down the street, and I was like, "I deserve oh. to be here." Like, <laughs> what the hell? And so after that, they kicked me out, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go back to leadership." But mm-hmm. um, it was a trip. It was between uh, going to it was between going to leadership, them my parents putting me in a private school, or uh, bringing me to Soda. So those are like the only schools that were like accepting kids from out of San Francisco. And I didn't know what I wanted to do artistically. And I was like, I don't want to have my grades be paid for or not paid <laughs> for. I don't want to like, it feels like a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At, at that age, at least. I mean, in college, I'm like, yeah, I can bring on the pressure. But, you know, yeah, and, right. Yeah, yeah, right. but in high school, it just felt like a lot. So I was like, let's go back to leadership. And that was like definitely the best decision I made. Can you um, talk about leadership? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Uh yeah, Leadership is a very young school. I think it's only like 20 years old, but it's a uh, it's a charter school on the corner of San Jose and Ocean or San Jose and Ocean. It's pretty close there. It's like right in the middle of uh San Jose and Ocean and um Ocean and Geneva. Okay. So yeah. So just it's down pretty, that way. Yeah. I'm pointing. Yes. <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> just down that way. <laughs> it's pointing in a direction yeah. of where the school is. But yeah, it's uh, it's a charter school that was like very focused on social justice, which was like mind blowing and especially in what, two thousand nine was my first year there. And at that time, you know, I was thinking like, like oh, Obama won in two thousand and eight. So like, you know, being born and raised out here, obviously I've experienced racism growing up, but like I ha- I was under the assumption naively that like, Oh, the adults, they solved this problem. They solved racism in a sense of reelecting a black man as president. And I was what? 12, 13 years old when that happened. And so my perception of the world was very like, everything's okay. And so when I went to a social justice high school, I kind of felt like, like, Oh, well this is important, but like we, we got it figured out. Like everything's cool. And then, you know, rude awakening, you know, uh, Trump winning in college. And it's like, for those eight years which is an insane eight years it's like in middle school obama won and then trump won in college when i was already waking up to all the things wrong with the world and i was like and now it's really hitting the fan oh shit like it was such a rude awakening to this bubble i grew up in but uh totally i mean i was gonna say as
1: like a a white kid from the suburbs i remember those minutes and it seems like minutes in like 08 and 9 were like oh oh cool like yeah. at least we're making progress like mm-hmm. ha ha we solved racism but like mm-hmm. actually making progress and then and then it got to then the years went on and we're like yeah not so much
0: no. not at all so um
1: okay. so what was your experience like at leadership did, that, uh, did you did yeah. you do all of high school
0: there yeah. yeah okay except for that one semester at lincoln but oh right, yeah. oh, right. I, I, other this, than that the sneaky yeah, semester. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is funny i i played baseball all four years at leadership oh shit and it's like all four years even though I went to a high school for one semester, so but I still made the semester <laughs> I still I still made it in time for baseball, which is hilarious It's like it's like I didn't miss a beat but nice. uh, yeah it was it was a great time man it was um so in when I went to lakeshore and Hoover, most of the student population was mostly like white and Asian kids, and then when I went to leadership, it was mostly black and brown kids and okay. so uh it definitely changed a lot of uh my perspective on things mm-hmm. but also like it was uh i'm happy i went through that because yeah. um growing up around mostly like white and asian kids it's like you grow up and you kind of end up talking like who you're around and i was always kind of bullied for talking properly mm. uh, uh they either bullied through my peers or even like teachers would say some you know some shit of like oh you talk so well you speak so well and that always made me feel weird because i was just like i know you're saying i speak well which is you're saying that because of this, you know, this, that wasn't your expectation when you saw me. And so when I went to leadership, uh, it's funny because I didn't use that much slang. A lot of the kids would just be like, like oh, you're you're white, you're whitewashed, or like stuff like that. And it's yeah. just like this weird identity crisis that I went through of just like, well, what? how the fuck am I supposed to talk? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, over time, and it was easy to get over with, with like, honestly, with humor. Yeah. And with just like understanding that like, there's no such thing as like, talking the right way. Right. You know, you're just raised the way you are. And it's like to either be a stereotype or whitewash, well that puts black people in a weird middle ground. And yep. It's just like, oh, I can't just be human. I have to be a stereotype, right? And so uh going through that at the young age was cool because I feel like a lot of people don't get to experience that part until they're much older and it comes out very different ways mm. but um yeah those are straight up microaggressions oh yeah but but they, and they come
1: from both sides yeah
0: like you're saying exactly like, like on both sides they both realize like oh it's just a fucking person like right right know, so but uh yeah and like speaking well ended up being the thing i enjoy enjoyed the most hence you know doing stand-up comedy and Ended being the speech and debate team at uh, S F State, which was really great. Oh shit! It was you a lot of fun. To, you went to
1: state. Yes. I feel like yeah. <laughs> state should be sponsoring our show. Everyone went to I went, state. I went there. Everyone. Yeah. It's like Larry went there. Right? Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um. Okay, wait. I have to go back real fast because I yep. love baseball, and you said you played four years.
0: Um, <laughs> what position or positions? Uh, center field, uh, shortstop. You're fast. Yes. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> got it. Field shortstop, <laughs> and I pitched a couple times. But uh, I had a crush on this girl in eighth grade who was like obsessed with the Giants, and mm-hmm. she was obsessed with like Timlin to come specifically. Oh yeah. And I was like, you know what? I, I can play baseball. I can. I can do this. And like, it's funny. She even like. That crush convinced me to read a book, and I like I remember I made a bet with this other guy that I could read her favorite book quicker than he could, and it was just like <laughs> the fastest I've ever read a book in my life. Like it was ridiculous. But same thing with baseball. I was like, let me try this, and then over time, I was like, this is the sport I can play. No disrespect to anybody playing baseball, but I was like, this is where I can play where I could just kind of chill, right? I can just like <laughs> right, I, I'm, a- just, I'm just hanging out. I I was so terrible at basketball when it came to like. Okay, basketball and football. I love those sports more so basketball. But um, you mean playing or just the, you? Lo- you love the sports? Yeah, well, yeah, both of them, both okay. playing and watching. But okay. um, the more I, actually, the more I got into the arts, the less I started watching sports. But um, but playing it is just because of my height and like I have natural, you know, uh, athletic skills. <laughs> I first for the life of me. When it was time to play the game, I got so nervous that I would forget plays oh, like shit. during the game. And that's very important, but like yeah, so but like during, uh, you know, during practice and during like pickup games with my friends, I'm good. Like I'm not a bad basketball player, but yeah, just when it came time to step up, I could not do it under pressure. And uh, in baseball, there is no plays. Like if the no. balls hit towards you, <laughs> throw it to the next person there. <laughs> It's pretty simple, right? It's, yeah.
1: There's no tricks or
0: anything, like playing with the defense. So I was like, I, I can do this for four years. And yeah, got out of class early. And how was your bat? Uh, it was good. I, You know, I hit one home run. Like, I got better every year that I played. Mm-hmm. And I hit one home run. But we were already up like 24 to like zero. Oh yeah. And so I hit the home run. I run around the bases. And I dance at home plate. <laughs> yes. And immediately my coach is like, Mike. You're bench, bro. Like oh, you can't, because it's like that's such a yeah, terrible thing to do. That's not baseball. No, you're winning twenty four zero. That's like a that's an insane <laughs> score in any sport. That's crazy. Yeah. But so like the fact that I got the twenty fifth <laughs> run, <laughs> they didn't like it so much that I danced. Not yeah. at all. So yeah.
1: I'm wondering because I I like to to kind of go chronologically. So mm-hmm. that dance just reminds me of. I mean, you're you're a performer. You're a stand up. Comedian, among yeah. other things, obviously. But um, have you always kind of had that performance? Yeah, uh, bone in definitely. your body.
0: Yeah. So, where did, in, where did
1: that come from?
0: I think so. My parents raised me watching uh James Brown and Michael Jackson videos a lot, and like always played like soul music in the house. But specifically, like James Brown my, was my dad's favorite, favorite person, uh favorite artist in the world. This is poster for those oh, listening. Yeah. I have this poster here of uh james brown performing at boston he saved the city this is on april 4th 1968 which is the day martin luther king was assassinated oh
1: shit! it is
0: and uh james brown performed in boston every other city across the united states was rioting besides boston because james brown was like let's just have a good time and be peaceful and of course we lost our dear brother but like let's spread love tonight and Mm -hmm. uh i don't i got that poster from amoebas for like maybe 15 bucks and i was like they don't know the significance of this poster (laughs) because this would be a lot more the date is right there yeah damn Mm -hmm. okay
1: yeah so you grew up in that uh Mm -hmm. because your dad had that love it was just like yeah yeah
0: dad had that love for the music so did my mom as well my mom was a big uh supremes fan uh diana ross and the supremes and uh yeah so in um in elementary school i performed i was on the I was in talent shows pretty much my whole life. So, in elementary school, I performed Bye uh, Bye Bye by, by NSYNC. Okay. By myself. And it was super random, right? That connection from James Brown. I told a really great story about James Brown. To, There's a NSYNC. line from James yeah. Brown to no, NSYNC. It there long, it is. You just drew it. It's a long <laughs> line. Oh, God, I wish I could have said somebody cooler. But, um, yeah, so in first grade, I got on stage in like, in like a tank top, like a white tank top with, I don't know why I did this. And like, just danced right and by
1: yourself yeah okay like
0: a whole music number and then in middle school i uh, in seventh grade i performed as michael jackson like impersonated michael jackson in um in the talent show and uh oh man right after that uh i like ran for student body president and won because i was michael jackson (laughs) in the talent (laughs) show right payoff it was it was hilarious because like there's like all these kids going against me who were like way more experience like it sounds like the Trump story right had all these right. experiences of like <laughs> they've like been in student politics for years had like 4.0s and I was like I was Michael Jackson and everyone was like yeah hell yeah what the fuck like it's, I was like I'm, I'm going <laughs> to vote for this guy and so um, you did just willingly compare yeah, yourself by yeah the way. I did I, I no. but it's just cuz of how silly how silly it was that I won is yeah. how silly I felt it was that Trump won with no yeah. experience. Um, I'm going to yeah. say
1: the consequences were a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, they a lot <laughs> different. I didn't burn down my middle school. Like, I didn't fucking do I didn't separate people from classes and shit. Did you get impeached? No, <laughs> Twice. not at all. Not at all. It was. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know what power they thought I had, which is hilarious because yeah. I was like, y'all want candy in classrooms? They was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And like, just go. empty promises. which yeah. is just great. But, um, <laughs> So the year after I did Michael Jackson, the talent show once, um, the year afterwards in eighth grade, this dance teacher had come to Hoover and she was uh, teaching Michael Jackson music videos, like pretty much Michael Jackson choreography across like eight different schools in San Francisco. Okay. And so I went on tour as Michael Jackson to these different middle schools. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was just the funniest, like it was it was just hilarious because like, like
1: dressed up and everything
0: yeah just yes. up i had this glove that i would buy from uh from piedmonts on, on hate street yeah, you know the Piedmont. store with like the legs hanging out yeah, love yeah. P- we love Piedmonts. Yeah. so it's uh i was and so at that point what's funny is that, like i knew i was okay at dancing right but people were always laughing right and i was like okay there's something something's there <laughs> like i don't know what this means and like uh i try to take one dance class with my good friends at um dance mission on 24th street and i i try to step into choreography and i was like oh i'm horrible this is not for me at all and like uh yeah after that after that i always knew that i was just like a funny guy and so i was like i don't know where this is gonna go and then in uh in high school i did do a dance number i did a couple dance numbers like junior year i did interpretive dance with um (laughs) with my cousin who was a security guard at the time like he was like playing the piano like fake playing the piano and i was like like okay so the curtains open and i'm laying down on the piano just like like this (laughs) everybody in my class, everybody in the whole school was just laughing like michelle pfeiffer yeah literally like (laughs) like the only thing missing was like a dress right but it was like it was hilarious and so i kind of like freestyle this like interpretive like ballet thing i like jumped into the crowd gave like my favorite teacher a rose went back up on stage and danced and the very next year i unfortunately we danced to uh bump and grind by r kelly like me and the whole baseball team retrospect horrible right i, well, I named r kelly and michael jackson's rough terrible yep, yep. terrible things have happened, but <laughs> didn't know at didn't the time know, right so uh um and that made people laugh and I remember leadership had one of these um, graduation requirements where we're supposed to like give a speech about what we want to do when we grow up. And I brought out a stool and a water bottle and was like, whatever I do is going to incorporate some sense of humor. Oh,
1: shit. Um,
0: and so I was like, like stand-up comedy and like kind of made all these like comparisons from different parts of my life of like, I've always made people laugh with my voice, but I also at the same time care about um, a lot of the world's problems. And so, um, it was that weird in-between stage of, like, not sure if I want to do politics or, mm-hmm. or stand-up because, mm-hmm. you know, um, being able to talk well gets people a lot of places, whether or not they deserve to be there. Right. And so I was just like, you know, I want want to do something with that.
1: That was Mike Evans, Jr., On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, Mike continues the story of his life, including how he got started doing comedy and video production. Part two drops Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 160 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm.
0: BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.